We all hate hearing about it, this coronavirus. The world is now in the middle of a third surge, breaking records every day. Cases now skyrocketing in the U.S. and Canada. Sounds like the summer all over again. November 1st, 76,000 cases. November 11th, just under 150,000 in a single day. Hospitalizations and deaths both up over 35%. It's a grim picture, and it shows just how easily things can get out of hand with this virus. Officials saying, still, stay safe, wear a mask, keep your distance. Disease is not new to humans. A hundred years ago, it was the Spanish flu. And just over 450 years ago, King James of the revered King James Bible had to shut down his coronation due to the plague. History aside, there's one coronation we long for. When King Jesus returns, he won't just bring peace. He'll eradicate anything that threatens our eternal security. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and even though this is Friday the 13th, towards the end of 2020, by God's grace, we're still sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. Today, we're wrapping up a series called A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and The Great War. I may be gone for a long, long time, long, long time, long, long time, but when I go, you will know that I always find for the day when you'll be mine. That's the Peerless Quartet with a very popular song from 1917. Hundreds of thousands of men in North America hummed songs like this one as they waved goodbye to wives and girlfriends and headed to fight in Europe. This week, we've been thinking back to the end of World War I. This great war brought unprecedented death and destruction. Many books and movies went on to try and capture the horror of this war. And one of the best would have to be all quiet on the Western Front. We have been at the front for a year. We are soldiers now. We know this place well. We are at home. Only Kemmerich is dead. But we keep hearing about others in our class. Dead. Wounded. Always over every one of us hangs the element of chance. If a shot comes, all we can do is duck, because we can never know where it will fall. A scene from the 1979 version of All Quiet on the Western Front, written from a German soldier's perspective, who quickly saw that life on either side of the trenches was terrifying and could be deadly. This week, we have been remembering something special, something historic that came out of the war, a unique friendship between two men who would have gone on to create literary masterpieces with a Christian worldview. If I had to summarize it with three words, the story of these two men and what they achieved, it would be war, friendship, and beauty. War, friendship, and beauty, Mm. because it's the cataclysm of war that brings these two men together in friendship as they meet there at Oxford in 1926. And then it's their lifelong friendship, their mutual encouragement as Christian writers and thinkers. It's that mutual friendship uh, that makes possible the creation of their epic works which embody moral beauty, war, friendship, and beauty. You, You take away any of those elements and you don't 
you don't have the Lord of the Rings, and you don't have the Chronicles of Narnia. Historian Dr. Joseph LeConte, talking about the achievement of C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien, who created the worlds of Narnia and Middle-earth, respectively. He'll be back with us in just a moment to talk about how both men believed the world was heading towards what they called a great eucatastrophe. Ever heard that word before? I didn't say catastrophe, but rather eucatastrophe. Stick around and find out what this word means and how the stories of both Lewis and Tolkien point us to Jesus and his great return one day. After the program, I want to send you a copy of the New York Times best-selling book written by Dr. LeConte called A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. This book shows how J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis rediscovered faith, friendship, even heroism in the cataclysm of 1914 to 1918. They both fought in those trenches of World War I. It drove Tolkien to Christ, and the Lord used his Christian influence to lead lead Lewis to Christ. And without the Lord leading them together as friends in Christ, we would never have heard of the Lord of the Rings and the Chronicles of Narnia. And both those stories have pointed millions to Jesus over the past 70-plus years. Why don't you call us after the program? Make a gift to this listener-supported ministry and ask for either the audiobook or the paperback version of A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. You just need to call us at 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website. Watch the book trailer. You can make your gift there at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And yes, we still have copies of The Chosen Season 1 Double DVD, the very unique TV show that's all about Jesus. Ask about it when you call or go online. And now, here's our opening song with We the Kingdom.
the world sing hallelujah by we the kingdom opening this haven today our final program on a hobbit a wardrobe and the great war just over 500 years ago as martin luther and the protestant reformation was gaining momentum they had a catchphrase that captured what they were all about no it wasn't reformed and always reforming it wasn't the five solas even though those were foundational to what they were doing Their catchphrase was this, out of darkness, light, post-tenebras lux. That was what they were experiencing. The church at the time had deviated from the truth. They were exploiting the poor and keeping the Bible out of the poor's hands. The Protestants wanted to bring healing, and they began by going back to the Word and addressing the problems they saw in the church. It seemed sudden. And in a sense, it was sudden, as sudden as pulling back the blinds or flipping on a light switch after darkness light. They didn't just invent that phrase. It came out of Scripture. Job 17.12 finds Job pleading with the Lord to turn night into day, acknowledging that in the face of darkness, light is near. And that's how the Lord works, isn't it? Israel was in utter darkness under the harsh slavery of Pharaoh in Egypt. Out of darkness, the burning bush called Moses, and the Lord liberated his people with light. Again, Israel was in darkness in exile. Babylon wasn't their home, and they longed to return home. Out of darkness, a miraculous decree by Cyrus to send his people back and a commission to rebuild the temple. There was light again. After 400 years of silence and darkness, the Lord entered history as a baby in the little town of Bethlehem. And there again, there was the light. Jesus proclaimed himself to be the light of the world. He came to dispel the darkness. The Lord always rescues his people in unexpected ways, wouldn't you say? When situations seem most hopeless, that's usually when the Lord enters. He shows up and saves I know a lot of people who are feeling hopeless right now. They feel trapped in darkness, whether that darkness is doubt, sin, or external circumstances. I'm here to encourage you, because the Lord is with you. The light of Christ will shine into your heart out of darkness. The Lord speaks light as well as life. It reminds me of something that Tolkien and Lewis would speak about, and something that's woven throughout their great stories of Middle-earth and Narnia. 
eucatastrophe. It's a big word, but I was able to sit down with author and historian Joseph Leconti, and he explained why this term is so important. You know, uh, one of the themes we see in Tolkien's work, and uh, in many ways also in Lewis's work, is what Tolkien calls the eucatastrophe. The eucatastrophe. It's the undoing of a catastrophe. Uh, and that is an act of grace. So everything seems black. Everything is dark. Everything is hopeless. And yet at the end, somehow, there's a restoration. There's a salvation. There's a redemption. And you don't see it coming. Uh, and that's what Tolkien does so beautifully in The Lord of the Rings and what Lewis does uh, so magnificently uh, in The Chronicles of Narnia. And what, that, what the theme of eucatastrophe reminds us of is that we are deeply fallen men and women. <laughs> we, we can't save ourselves. I mean, think about it. Every creature, uh, every character in both of their works, virtually, they're all tempted to the will to power. Even the most noble, the, the, the bravest, the strongest, uh, whether it's Aragorn or it's any of the children uh, in, in the Chronicles of Narnia, they're all tempted to the will to power. Uh, they can't save themselves. They can't fully protect themselves from the corrupting power uh, of evil. And that's why the need for grace uh, outside of us and redemption outside of us is so important. And it's just remarkable to me that both these men, because of their mutual faith and friendship, they make that theme pretty close to the heart of both their stories by the time you get to the end of their stories. The catastrophe the, the uh, turning around of a disastrous situation, the infusion of grace, uh, that only, only a Christian thinker could, could come up with such a remarkable story. A big word, eucatastrophe, with an even bigger meaning for us as we think about the Lord's ways in this world. That was Joseph Leconti, the author of A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and The Great War. I'm Charles Morris. You're listening to the program called Haven Today. Out of darkness, light. That's really what a eucatastrophe is. When everything seemed hopeless, that's when the Lord breaks in and rescues his people. The Lord of the Rings story by Tolkien is a perfect analogy for how the Lord saves. Frodo made it all the way to Mordor. He was determined to put an end to the One Ring, to put an end to Sauron's evil. But at the last second, he gave in to the temptation to power. He decided he loved the power the ring represented too much. He slid it on his finger. And in that moment, all hope was lost. Frodo failed. Sauron knew exactly where he was. It was only a matter of time until he was found and the ring was given over to the Dark Lord. But suddenly, out of nowhere, Gollum, the deformed creature passionately in love with the ring, jumped on Frodo and took the ring just as he was thrown over the cliff, plummeting his way into the fires of Mount Mordor. Gollum died, but the ring was destroyed, and the Dark Lord was defeated once and for all. Out of darkness, light. When all hope was lost, that's exactly the point when salvation came bursting through the shadows. That my friend, is the gospel. We were once all dead in our sins. The world was once veiled in the shadow of death. Apart from Christ, there was no hope in the world, but through the shadows, the light of Christ burst in and saved us from our sin. And just like the death of Gollum, who saved Middle-earth from death and destruction, Christ's death is what saves us. The catastrophe 
the tragedy of his crucifixion was completely undone by his victorious resurrection. Out of darkness, light. We need stories like this. Stories like The Lord of the Rings. Stories like Narnia. Not because the story of Christ is not enough, but because they awaken our soul to the glories of the gospel. Good books can do that. Great stories can do that for us. Engaging our imagination for the glory of Christ. I know I'm making an effort to read more great stories, stories that ultimately echo the greatest story, the story that's all about Jesus. That's what C.S. Lewis and J.R.R. Tolkien taught us. They taught us to keep our ears perked up for news from the Father, to attune our ears to the voice of our Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, our Messiah. Our world is chaotic, and it will continue to be chaotic. But out of chaos, out of darkness that surrounds us right now, the light of Christ continues to shine. Light of the world, we step down into darkness. Open my eyes, let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say that you're my God You're altogether lovely Altogether worthy Altogether wonderful to me King of all days, oh so highly exalted in heaven above Humbly you came to the earth you created All for love's sake became poor Here I am to worship Here I am to bow down Here I am to say Upon that 
together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. Evangelical Church outside of London, St. Andrew's, Charleywood, Tim Hughes, and here I am to worship on a haven today called A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and The Great War. I'm thankful we were able to spend just a little more time on our final day with Dr. Joseph Leconte. We did it all week on this program. His passion for literature and history is only outdone by his passion for his Lord. And that's why I want to send you a copy of either the audio or the printed version of his book called A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. It's a New York Times best-selling book. Joseph shows how the lives of Lewis and Tolkien were shaped by fighting in the trenches of World War I. They watched as friends and strangers died every day. They each felt the darkness and despair closing in around them. But God came to their rescue drawing them to a profoundly deep faith in Jesus. Tolkien first, later Lewis, as they became friends at Oxford. But up until now, no one has ever looked at the influence that the Great War had on their lives. And after reading A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War, I know you'll be reminded that Christ Jesus is the light that breaks through the darkness, even today, giving you life, hope, and the strength to endure. My prayer is that this book, whether the audio or the printed version, will grow your faith in Christ as well. Would you call us right now? Ask for this book. And the number to call right now is 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or find out more by visiting us at haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And just before we go, we still have the two-DVD set, Season 1, of The Chosen, that TV series that just has been sparking the imagination of many Haven Today listeners. If you haven't ordered it yet, we have it for your minimum gift. Ask about that when you call, or read about it and watch some video we have there on our website. I'm Charles Morris. 
Thanks for joining me heading into this weekend. Won't you come back again next Monday when again we'll share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with God. This is David Wolin with Haven Ministries inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you want to know how tall a horse is, you don't measure in feet or inches, but in hands. It's a practice that goes all the way back to ancient Egypt, but they weren't the first ones to measure in hands. Isaiah 40, verse 12. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? The question is rhetorical because the answer can only be God Almighty. And God is beyond our ability to measure. He's infinite, as is his love for us in Christ. The words of the old hymns say it well. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free. Spend time with Him daily with Anchor Devotional. Just visit GetAnchor.com.